Today's episode of the Live, Cure, Die podcast brought to you by Tactical Distributors. Unpossible 15 gets you 15% off all this great stuff. A reversible coat, sweet-ass t-shirt, and they just sent me these summer shorts. Oh, my God. Can we get this out of here? We can. So, these shorts, they're breathable. The boys, they're cool as hell. They're short. They're not too short. They're not too long. They're not Daisy Dukes. They're not Dirty Dukes. They're just right. So, Unpossible 15 gets you 15% off. Flip-flops, bags, shirts, pants, everything you need. They got those panties. What are those? Uh, the, the, the tactical brief things. They're so comfortable. And your junk comes right out when you need to take a pee. Holla. This is dangerous. Doing a podcast on a Friday. It's, it's Thursday. Thursday. Oh, is it? <laughs> God dang it. Really? Was that Yeah, now I want to go back to bed. No, I thought it was Friday. I was so excited because, you know, I was Friday afternoon having a drink with my attorneys on uh, one of them finally got some adult outside furniture. Oh, yeah. So I was in. in so these people that I give hundreds of thousands of dollars to uh, invited me for, you know, $12 worth of tequila, and I couldn't be happier about it. What is adult outside furniture? It's that's furniture what I'm sure that's outside. And uh, when you own it, you're an adult. Oh, I thought it was some no. like wild, crazy. I, I, like, I, th- I think she and her husband only had like, uh, you know, basic like lawn folding oh, chairs yeah. and stuff. And so now they got one of the, uh, you know, front gate or one of those Ooh. companies, some arrangement. She was so proud, she even texted me a picture of it. Or maybe she put it in our group chat with the other asshole attorneys is this christine yeah so let's go ahead and call her out she'll love that (laughs) 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 well i don't know i lose track she's cool oh yeah okay so it's thursday well fuck me here we go all right well it's still gonna be a good time (laughs) i'm not holding it against anyone (laughs) for ruining my day um god i was like man it's so weird doing a podcast on a friday we've never done one on a friday before Maybe it's just the weather getting nice here. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like the weekend all the and time. It's more consistent now, too. Mm-hmm. We're like a week or two weeks ago, it would be 71 day, and then it would be cold and raining the next day. And your shirt probably threw me off. <laughs> I and mean, that's a Friday shirt if I've ever seen one. Directors are shipping. Yeah, they sure are. That's cool. Thank Christ. Director 9. Have you shot yeah, one? Director 9. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How is it? Awesome. You have like you it? not shot one? Yeah, I have. Oh. <laughs> I liked it. But I mean, I haven't shot like a new one. I shot yeah. when they oh, were yeah, yeah. like prototypes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, it hasn't changed that much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, I'm going to shoot, you know, I only have like right now at uh, the property I have here. So we're building a range, but I have only like uh, 25, 50, 100 meter there. So 50, 100 meters? Yeah, 50, 100. So yeah, I probably will shoot some pistols here pretty soon. Mm. You don't even feel it on the end of the gun. Like, I haven't shot it on like a, PCC. Oh no, I didn't. That was PCC. That, that flux was. It's a pistol. So it's a pistol. Um, I haven't shot it on like a Space Invader or anything, but 
well, on a pistol, you don't even feel it. The flux is cool. Like that thing's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is fun. That it's isn't. You need to bring that to Wyoming. I will. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I want. Um, we could have Anka to shoot it. We. Yeah, I think when we're out there, we should see. Maybe you know. You know what I'm going to do out there. So, um, I think I'm going to give cash prizes for like the longest shot, oh. confirmed shot on steel. Nice. So we should try that. The Erector Nine. We should have a 300 meter still silhouette target challenge like somebody gets a hundred bucks or something yeah but it's gonna be nick That'd be fun do that with some 22 definitely do it with 22 what yeah. do you mean i'm gonna win every one of them i'm a fucking winner jay that's true not only a unit <laughs> specimen <laughs> yeah i'm also a winner other than you it'll be nick i think really i yeah i have i just got this weird feeling it's gonna be nick <laughs> all right i just pulled that out <laughs> your, of your, your weird feeling yeah Okay there, Captain J. Oh, yeah, it might be Tommy. Tom, yeah. you going to win it? He's got a lot I of long-range experience. It'd make, it, it would make me very happy if Tommy won one and embarrassed all the engineers. Yeah. Have you ever shot past 100? Have you ever shot a gun? You shot a gun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's the same thing. From 100 to 1,000, it's all the same thing. Yeah. But everybody knows same here, a little in, including Adam, everybody knows here that I am just a horrible shot. I'm just like, yeah. the, I'm like a bad shot. It's embarrassing. Almost. You just don't do it enough. Yeah, pistol especially. you got to practice. You're better than the first time. You're always better than the last time you went, every time I've been with you. All right, so we're going to go to Wyoming. Yep. We're going to shoot a bunch of stuff, hopefully get some marketing stuff. Is the drone fixed there, uh, Crash? I haven't touched it. I don't know. Have we flown and recorded with the drone since the incident? It's at the repair place right now. Should be back early next week. Oh, we had to ship it out. We couldn't even fix it in house. To, To DJI. Well, we fixed the mechanical stuff, but the program with the uh, gimbal inside got a little... Oh. I don't know anything about programs. So what's this costing us? It's actually pretty cheap. A couple hundred bucks. I think it's yeah. like 200 bucks. And, and, and that's like considered. not and that's being for them able to, to use run. the drone. For, that's for them to like yeah. run through the whole thing, I guess, and ship it back. I think the actual parts themselves were hmm. 30 bucks, 40 bucks. I don't know. And no drone for two months. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Oh, there's that part. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hmm. But, who, I mean, I don't know. I'll never touch that thing again, so I don't really know. Oh, really? No, you won't? No. You won't? No. Because if you want to, I'm going to need a security deposit. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm and done with the drone. you go ahead and front the money for a new drone. No, I'm, I'm done with the drone for sure. You're damn right you're done with the drone. Yeah. I right. don't want that responsibility. I mean, I've never crashed a drone. Ever. When's the last time you flew a drone? I've never flown a drone. <laughs> 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 because I know I would crash it. I just, and that shit's valuable. I, I don't need I to fuck it. with Thomas's living. It's pretty no, intuitive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Except for when you go up and there's things above you. Unless it's oh. in your blood, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I your, thought I had your it. surroundings, yeah. you know, basic things. Exactly. Look, look up before you fly up. I thought I had it, didn't have it, but at least I went for it. You did. You gave it a shot. It is hard for me to be upset with that because I really preach it's okay for us to <laughs> fail. <laughs> what are you doing in Wyoming? <sighs> Shooting some 8.6 blackout. What's that? Kevin? Mm. Well... It's what the kids like to call the future. Ooh, so dope. once upon a time, these very handsome fellas named Kevin and Ethan, they did a, I mean, a, a, a little known cartridge called 300 Blackout. So as soon as we did that, we were thinking about the big guns, 308. So that led us to 338 Federal. And we built several guns in that um, and tested it. But a couple things happened. Um, it wasn't really suitable for subsonic. Although, th- so 338 Federal is a 308 Winchester case with the neck blown out to 338 and a bullet in it. They didn't shorten the case or anything. 
The problem with that is you can't get big, long subsonic bullets in it and it fit in a short action or mag or uh, into a short action magazine. It's the same thing that happened with 260. So 260. Yeah. So they were using like 90 to 120 grain bullets. So, but longer, better BC bullets coming available. You can't load them correctly and it fit in the magazine. So 6.5 Creedmoor. A lot of things have happened. They shortened the case, changed the shoulder angle, more efficient, and powders have... The technology and powders and the innovation in that has increased as well. So there's a lot of things that a lot of people think in firearms. And I think it's easy to be complacent because it's still the metallic cartridge and it's so old and we really should do something different. But it's such a large project to go to some caseless or polymer case telescope ammo. So we're sticking with brass. Um, so how can we gain efficiencies? And everybody always thinks, oh, it's going to be like you do something that's 50% better. It's hard. Like we're kind of pigeonholed into a metallic cartridge, this brass case. So gaining a couple percent when you do something is actually huge. And over time you do that, you know, over, you know, 20 years, if you can do that several times, you've made a big difference in performance. Um, so anyway, we wanted to do it for 8.6. Uh, we wanted to do 8.6 or something like it, 338 Federal. We wanted to do it for 308 gas guns. Um, I was fired from Remington, so that went away. And 338 Federal wasn't the thing. We needed to develop something. Um, so, 8.6, here we are, years later. So, the good thing about it is rather than it happening in 2010, you know, we've had the benefit of 10 more years of experience of us being at war and and what that means is ammo companies you know just like optics companies and everybody else have been investing in technology and things have gotten better so we have better powders better understanding a lot 10 years more of r&d so why look at this easy for everyone damn like that why eight six well because 338 federal wasn't the thing the great thing about it, so it's a bigger, heavier gun. But, you know, companies like POF have done great things with gas guns. Um, you know, their Revolution series or whatever they call yeah. it is like the size of an AR. The guns are six pounds, but they're 308 or 65 Creed more. So we have, you know, the, the, the short action guns, the bigger guns than an AR magazine um, that are lightweight and, and, and usable. So with 8.6. It's 300 blackout times two. That's a good, that's a good way to look at it. If you shoot, if you're willing to shoot a deer at the Barnes 110, which is a terrific bullet and 300 blackout was designed for short barrels. If you're willing to shoot a deer or an animal at 200 yards with that, it's 400 yards with eight, six. If you're willing to shoot one at 300 yards and you've had success, it's 600 yards for eight, six. And it's the same with super and sub. Like for me, I hunt with subsonic 300 blackout in a couple of places, uh, you know, with short barrel guns, which are, which, which it's nice. Cause you know, here in New Hampshire, I mean, you hunt at them and it's like, you can't get a shot over a hundred yards. Like why do you need a, a 24 inch barrel? Why do you need a 16 inch barrel? Mm-hmm. So hunting with the honey badger, the mini fix with an eight inch barrel, it makes sense. So if you're, I'll hunt with subsonic 300 blackout to a hundred, maybe stretch it to 150 depending, but usually a hundred. So I can get double that with eight six. So there's that. So all the benefits of eight six. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through them all here. 
300 grain plus subs that are quiet, as quiet as a 22. So with a full-size silencer, something like the Thunder Chicken, it's as quiet as a 22 with a 300 grain projectile. So putting that energy on target. And I remember the first tits. But also you They're can't nice. shoot that through a Thunder Chicken. Right. You cannot shoot it through a Thunder Chicken. Okay. So we have a series of silencers coming out for it. So we're going to do two, just like we have the, for 30 cal and the titanium silencers, we have the Trash Panda, which is a short one, which I like for hunting or competition or things like that. And then we have the Thunder Chicken, which is a bigger, incredibly quiet, full-size silencer, which is still lightweight and usable. But the added length when it comes to hunting to me, whether you're in a blind or you're, you're doing something inside of, you know, from a vehicle having to get in and out, the shorter you can go, the better. Um, which we talked about it in the last podcast about yeah. Africa and stuff. So we're doing a, a line of steel silencers because 8.6, like 300 Blackout, 300 Blackout wasn't developed for the commercial market, but it's a big commercial success. It was developed for the military, which I've talked about, which Adam said when he was emailing several times, uh, um, that he's heard it. So it's the same thing with 8.6. So that started as a military program. But commercially, like we know 300 Blackout's been successful, so 8.6 is going to be successful. Um, and there's lots of reasons. But we're, we're able to go twice as far. It's as quiet as a 22 with subsonic. With supersonic, it's incredibly quiet. It's a low-pressure cartridge. Um, and it's not super high velocity. So it, the supersonic, we're designing everything. Like 300 Blackout, we designed everything around a 9-inch barrel because that's what the Navy wanted. And so the, the, like the Barnes 110, you have this giant black tip. And... That's huge because this is a huge hollow point solid copper bullet. And it's designed to expand at low velocity. So when we talk about doing like, a, you know, it's a 30 caliber bullet just like 308. So if you want to do a 12 and a half inch 308, this is a great bullet to load the Barnes 110 for 300 blackout because it's designed to expand at lower velocities. So with 8.6, we're using a 12 and a half inch barrel to do all of the development. So the the velocity out of a 12 and a half inch barrel is around 2,400 feet a second, um, which is very respectable. And, um, that's with a 150 to 160 grain bullet. The Barnes 210, which I've been using for hunting is a bigger, but supersonic cartridge. And out of that barrel length is 2000 feet a second. And I'm gonna try to not get like two in the weeds cause then it gets boring, but it's super quiet. Like even in supersonic, it's incredibly quiet. It's way quieter than two two three or six five Creedmoor or three oh eight with a silencer. Even with supersonic, with subsonic, it's nothing. Like it's ridiculous. The bullet impact too. It's interesting, and and we'll post. Uh, Thomas will do some recording. We'll post some videos from Wyoming shooting three hundred blackout on steel. You know, and that's so much louder when you shoot steel than five five six. And 5.56 is way more than 9 millimeter, and that's way more than a 22 long rifle. Well, when we go to 8.6, it's like three times th the perceived impact is 300 blackout on steel. So it's incredible. So I'm excited about that. So just like 300 blackout, barrel swap only for 8.6. All right. And so it's not the only one available in that, but there, there's when you get in the weeds for engineering, when we think of a military cartridge, this isn't just a wildcat where 
it needs to work in your bolt gun or your single shot. And if you modify some magazines, it can work in a gas gun most of the time. And you have limited magazine capacity. Um, you know, 8.6, we really went the route of like 6.5 Creedmoor, where it became popular over 260 because they shortened the case, changed the shoulder angle, so from like 20 degrees to 30 degrees, and I'm making that up for that one, but it's probably close to true. And, you know, one thing you'll notice is like the older cartridges, like 300 Win Mag, 260, the bullet is about 20%, like sticking out of the case is about 20% of the overall length. More modern cartridges, whether you talk about 6.5, 300 Blackout, um, 300 PRC, they're all probably closer to 30, 35% of the overall length. That's you can get the big, long, good bullets that are better BC, and you can get better efficiency with the shoulder angle in the case and with modern powders. You know, just there's some powder changes in 8.6 where it's over 100 feet a second velocity change. So a lot of people don't think about that so there's always a balance accuracy velocity all of these things and there's been a lot of technology and improvement although sometimes it's very subtle in the last few years so with 8.6 you're going to get it's reliable in a gas gun because it's designed to fit the magazine the overall length is correct with super and subs it's very accurate and part of that is us using the fast twist which we're using and you get full magazine capacity without having to modify magazines so that, I think, is very important. Because when we first did 300 Blackout, we started loading 300 Whisper, which was J.D. Jones' cartridge. But the bullet shape, he was using 308 Winchester bullets. So the ogive, which is the shape of the bullet, was incorrect. And it would cause some reliability issues because they were too short to fill up the overall length of the magazine so in shooting they would shuffle back and forth and they don't always feed reliably and the other part is the shape of the bullets wrong so it doesn't feed reliably and a lot of times that's in the magazine the rib in the magazine uh, is designed to go generally right in front of the shoulder to hold it in place but if that is too thick or too fat um, or the bullets too fat in that position it points the bullet in so it misses the feed ramp and it'll hit between like the two feed ramps on an AR and that causes reliability and a lot of people don't understand that because there's great killing cartridges like for a 308 base gun or a 556 base gun like 458 SOCOM if you want to shoot something at 100 yards that is a great cartridge but how do you feed it you know you got a seven round magazine and AR it's kind of reliable you know and then a lot of times you got to open up bolt face so those break there's all these compromises and I think once we took 300 whisper to 300 blackout we basically solved a lot of these things like a problem with 300 like the ogive the shape of the bullet is right so it takes up the full mag length and it's the right diameter where that front rib is so we don't have to modify the mags because the first mags when we sent the first rounds to SOCOM and the first magazines had to be P mags because we used a wood chisel and removed part of that front rib. So it would accommodate the bullet that was an incorrect shape and design, which is a 308 Winchester. So after that, you know, Remington owned our company and we worked with Remington ammo and Jason Imhoff and we designed, you know, like this bullet for Barnes and that shape, uh, the Sierra 125. And then the, the 220, 225 grain projectiles um, that are the proper shape that uh, accommodate that rib in the magazine so it'll feed reliably. 
So reliability, not to say if you hand load and you modify your mags and guns, there's lots of stuff that's reliable enough for you. There's a lot of Wildcat cartridges like 375 Raptor people try to compare to 8.6. However, it's never going to be reliable for a gas gun for super and subsonic and uh, reliable enough for the military. So it's no interest to me. Right. So fast twist. So as you know, like 338 Raptor, for instance, that's a 1 in 10, 1 in 11, 1 in 8 twist at the fastest. With 8.6, we're going with a 1 in 3 twist. It's super fast, and we did it for several reasons. Um, It gives us better accuracy with long, heavy subsonic bullets. You need to spin the bullet faster to stabilize it to get to dispersion. So most people would say accuracy, but dispersion. So be able to shoot a bunch of shots in a small little group. You can't do it with slow twists with long bullets. Uh, We are using more of the energy with 8.6 with spinning it fast. Like a lot of people, so people say, oh, muzzle weight, you know, and muzzle velocity. That's how that's how you calculate energy. Well, that's only because we do that in firearms because all the twist was the same. So with 308, it was always 1 in 10. Everybody used it, so you didn't need to accommodate, um, you know, a measurement for the twist. And it was difficult to calculate. Um, but now with SolidWorks, we can model a bullet, and we can measure the whole thing, and we can easily calculate this. Um, but, you know, like David Stark said, when you use a blender and you use the low setting as opposed to the you know turbo setting there's a big fucking difference it's the same thing when you spin a bullet fast spinning a bullet fast gives you accuracy subsonic bullets and supersonic will open easier on impact which is good with solid coppers because sometimes if you don't have linear velocity your solid copper bullets are so hard they won't expand reliably if you have a short barrel so spinning it fast aids in that um and if you watch the um, discrete ballistics, the testing that he and Ethan did, um, shooting jail blocks, just the only difference was a one in three and a one in seven twist. You can see the initial wound cavity is two to three times bigger with the fast twist. So, you know, some, you know, haters and just, I mean, it's like any, th- any time in any industry you're doing something new, you're going to get people that you get the skeptics. Yeah. That it's witchcraft, it's bullshit, it's junk science, and that's all fine. You don't even have to be a rocket surgeon to realize, like, you have to now, if it's spinning faster, you have to stop the bullet from going front to back and also rotation. So, like, I'm no math magician or anything, but I know that if it's spinning real fast and it's going, like, it's more energy. Yeah. People don't seem to understand it, which I, mean, I get. But When you're just trying to use a drill press and you drill something, you have it on a low speed, it takes a lot longer than a, you know, than a high speed. Right. Um, a blender is a good example. Yeah, and it's not, you know, for Pew Science and every, all the math magicians who are listening, Right. Um, it's not more energy. It's a more efficient use of a continuous right. energy. Yeah, it's right. easier it's to... Like s- we're not creating more energy. We're reallocating it. More right. efficiently. That's correct. And we generally will say more energy just yeah. because for the basic person. The, the layman. Yeah, yeah. Who is, yeah, not a math magician. Right. Yeah. So they can understand it. But basically when you fire a cartridge, it's such an inefficient use, a metallic cartridge, of the energy to get the bullet moving. That's why, you know, all the other energy is the sound and the flash. Mm-hmm. So basically spinning it fast, we rob from the sound and the flash and put it into 
the spinning of the bullet, mm-hmm. which that's kinetic energy on target where the flash and the sound that doesn't hurt the target at all. Right. I mean, that hurts our ears, right. but if we're shooting something a hundred, 200, 300 meters away, that doesn't do anything to them, but that's a waste of energy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and this is putting it into the projectile, into the target. And that's what people really need to understand. So right. you're exactly right. Yeah. 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 So why did we stop at one and three? Cause we tested all the way down to one and one. If stopping at one and three does really probably one thing for us, you're able to use 338 solid copper bullets. So like expanding bullets, Barnes bullets, and all of the bonded bullets we've tested also work in one and three. We've not tested them all. So there might be some that would come apart depending on how it's bonded and stuff, how thick the jacket is, but we've not tested them all. We're not going to test them all. Um, there's a lot of 338 bullets out there. Um, but all the ones we've tested bonded and solid copper, it's okay. So if you have a, a lead bullet with a copper jacket, it's not bonded. You can't shoot it in a one and three to us. So maybe that's a downside, but to me, I would probably never shoot those anyway. Like with eight, six, one of the first cartridges we're going to launch is a, is a 300 grain Sierra match King, uh, lead bullet with a copper jacket, but it's bonded. Um, you don't have to worry about it coming apart out of the muzzle. I'm sure we will see that though. I'm sure we'll see plenty of people that send their cans in cause they, their buddy made some bullets and they're great. But yeah. And that's up to us to educate. Yeah. You know, yeah. get the word out. I mean, that is the, the, the one thing, but overall, I mean, I would think that people that are gonna, I mean, I would hope, yeah, we're going to have problems, but we're also going to handle it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like the pork chop silencer that we're doing. That's a steel silencer. It's not the titanium. Um, so we'll have them in a couple sizes, um, for the, for 338.86 is the same thing. Um, so we'll have like a trash panda or a hunting length and then like the quietest length, which will be around the size of a thunder chicken. Uh, but the mount's engraved. So that's got all your information on it. So if you do something stupid, I mean, it's not easy. It's not free, but we can, you know, cut the baffle stack off, weld a new well, one on it. That for sure. But I think what Jay was getting at is the different, the limitations of the types of projectiles you can use. Right. Like yeah. you were just saying, non-bonded. Like there will be pe- people will eventually go. Oh, I found this box for real cheap. Yeah, and it's gonna come apart. And but we'll see. Yeah, it is. And there'll be some projectiles that are probably uh, too weak, and they'll you know open up. The pedals will open up on twisting potentially. You know, Th- there's gonna be a learning curve. Yeah. but there's no going back. I mean, no one's ever done fast twists. We're doing it now. We see the benefits already with 300 blackout after 10 years. Um, you know, and even with shorter barrels becoming more popular and the long bullets being popular, even with six, five Creed more, if you go to 16 inch, it needs to be a faster twist. As we go to a 16 inch 308, we could probably do a faster twist and we get a little more energy into the target. And as we do a 12 and a half inch fixed pistol or something, it should probably be faster twist. Like this, is, we're not going the other way. And no. so we're going to get to some of that here too. And all are, these fancy drawings. We are going to do a one on one or a one and two for certain applications, depending on the, the projectiles, right? That was the plan for military application. I, I'm sure, yeah. yeah, I'm sure those groups will get whatever yeah. is best for their what they're using. Yeah, yeah but, you know, when they decide on a cartridge, mm-hmm. they use that cartridge. They're not using, like, right. you right. know, whatever they can buy on sale at Ammo Depot. Right. Um, so we've already covered that fast twist. So that gives you subsonic accuracy or dispersion. So it's better. Um 
you know what I think we're going to see with eight six blackouts the first subsonic sub MOA cartridge, and it's not going to be all the time every load, but I think that's where we got to, and fast twist is going to help with that. So that's great. Um, you know, this brings up something. A lot of people in the questions and I posted today, we, we should probably look at some of this. Yeah. Well. Um, but I get this one a lot. So 375 Raptor, how's it compare? So I don't think 375 Raptor was a terrible idea. Um, if you hand load, if, if you want to tinker with things, you know, it's like I've got a new Suburban and I also have a 91 Land Cruiser imported from Japan. Um, so I want to tinker, tinker with the Land Cruiser, the Suburban I never want to touch. So for people who want to tinker, maybe 375 is not a bad idea. Most of the 375 bullets they were designed, that was an African cartridge, um, 375 Holland and Holland. A lot of the 375 bullets, none were designed for gas guns. So none are designed to feed reliably in that. But they are designed to open at lower velocities, which you're going to get with uh, 375 Raptor. So on 375raptor.com, a couple things I learned. So it's a 308 case just necked out to 375 so it's like 338 federal just a 375 bullet and on the website it tells you if you use a gas gun to use p mags and file down those front ribs in the magazine and if you look if you google it and do an image of it like on uh, black collar arms they posted an image and you can look in the magazine uh, they have a picture of the magazine of uh, 308 and then next to it uh, 375 Raptor, and if you look in the magazine, the bullet uh, 375 is is wonky. It's like that, and it's because that front rib's pushing it over. So you can say it's reliable in your gas gun. It's never going to be reliable without modification. So you're limited there, um, and that's a problem you're not going to overcome without building special magazines for this. So that's one problem. Uh, also, uh, the case is just too long. So you know, if you have um, uh, 375 bullet, that front rib in a 308 case, it's not 375 there. What's interesting about a 308 case is the neck outside diameter is 338. So when we shorten the case up for hours, just like 65 Creedmoor did, um, it's interesting because the neck on the 338 uh, or on a 308 case is 338 so when we shortened it up and we used the bullet it's the same diameter so you don't have to modify the magazines so that's one way we're able to be reliable in a gas gun is we're not shoving the bullet over and it feeding unreliable you're having to modify magazines so that just kind of worked out and it's one of the reasons we picked the 338 bullet is because that diameter on a three thirty or three hundred eight case is three thirty eight. The outside diameter. Yeah. yeah. So when we took this and we moved it back, now the bullet is what's touching the rib in the magazine, and it's the same diameter as the case in a three hundred eight. So it's perfect. So there's some things. There's always going to be a compromise when we're not designing the gun and we're not designing the magazines. But so then it's like. Uh, the decision is do we design a new gun and magazine or do we want it to fit in existing stuff and either way is a compromise like it's going to cost us tens of millions of dollars to develop new guns and magazines or there could be some compromise some people say oh you get more energy with yeah okay yeah. muzzle energy you do but also with 375 one thing we do 
to really bridge that gap of energy. Like 375 Raptor, there's a lot of energy. Um, but it's also a 1 in 10, 1 in 8 twist. So when we start spinning that bullet fast, if you calculate that, there's not a difference. Or in some places will exceed the energy of 375. But you also, what about accuracy? What about reliability? You know, bullet selection. There are these things. Um, we talked about this earlier. So not creating more energy, but reallocating the energy. So instead of sound and flash, we're uh, using some of that energy to create kinetic energy on target. So it's not, it doesn't flash as much and it's not as loud. And also there's no accident that with this cartridge we're using steel silencers mm -hmm. because the titanium silencers will flash more yeah. from unburnt powder and stuff. And steel flashes less and that's a requirement with the military. Mm -hmm. um, so we talked about that, the 338. So the case, the 338 federal cartridge, the case is the length of 308. So if you wanna use the big long subsonic bullets, the bullet is seated too deep and the ogive of the bullet is to fit in a magazine, then the ogive is smaller in diameter than the case neck, so it won't feed reliable. You, do you understand? Like you can't have the diameter, the OD of the bullet at the ogive where it's seated in the case or the shell, the cartridge, it has to, that neck diameter, the ID of that has to be the same. If you go smaller, you're gonna have feeding issues because right. you're gonna have a big ledge there. So, you know, like I read something about did some reading on 375 Raptor. It's like, oh, you can use 400 grain bullets. If you want to put a 400 grain bullet in uh, a 375 Raptor case, which is a 308 case, opened up 375 and put it in this magazine, the bullet is set so deep in here that there's a gap there. So you can't really use it. You could use it in a single shot right. or maybe some bolt guns, but not in a traditional magazine. Um, oh, so powders shoulder so having a more efficient shoulder which we'll get into in some drawings i have here uh we're we're able to be more efficient with the given space that we have uh the twist the, the these are all science uh these are trying to maximize what we're trying to work with you know metallic cartridge silencer the pork chop you know 338 silencers there's silencers on the market at aac we won several military contracts which are still being supported with 338 silencers i don't know what silencer you use for a 375 me either what do you use that stupid hybrid from silencer below yeah i don't know oh no idea all right and we talked it'd be worth looking up to see what people are using yeah i don't know what they're using oh. i know we had the the one dude just ask us to do a special one mm. yeah so the one in three twist is greater than a one in seven so you get a bigger initial wound cavity um we're putting more kinetic energy into the into the target so it's not just muzzle energy because unless you're shooting something with the muzzle touching it who gives a shit what muzzle energy is what's your energy downrange? like at what distance are you going to shoot something that's where you care about energy and then you know you can watch that uh discrete ballistics video it'll show you what a fast twist will do so uh eight six it's compact jay yes, it's it quiet it kills it opens a bullet super easy so it's very efficient in every way i mean it's just modern you know we're nothing if not modern and hip and certainly are fucking badass so um i think i just said this <laughs> so fast twist also uh opens easier faster 
Yeah. Energy. So we're getting more energy. Whatever, Thomas. So gas guns. So we just talked about this. This is what I was talking about, the rib in the magazine. So the bullet gets uh, wonky in there and points towards the middle where, you know, if designed correctly, you don't have to modify a, a pre-existing magazine. The cartridge is straight in the mag. So that's what you need to have. So, and you start thinking about, it, this isn't just 8.6 or 375 Raptor or 300 Blackout and what, like any of these things. Here's kind of a visual. So old and new. So a lot of old cartridges look like this. When we talk about proportions or percentage of the bullet compared to the overall length, this is what cartridges look like. Everything like the new hotness is all this. You know, instead of 20%, the bullet is 30% or so of the overall. And you see the shoulder angle difference. This is, uh, you know, a 20 degree. This will be a 30 degree. So you're getting more case capacity. You can be more efficient and with more powder. So, for instance, 260 Remington looks like this. Adam? Yep. It does look like that, yeah. 6.5 Creedmoor looks like this. Yes, it does. Big old bullet sticking out Some nice there. drawings. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Tread real hard. 300 Win Mag. Yep. Which I love, 300 Win Mag. It's a great cartridge. Is it? So, but the bullet's like barely sticking out. Yeah. And then 300 PRC. What's that look like? And it's replacing Win Mag and SOCOM. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 300 Blackout. You can also see when we did that, a long slender bullet, correct ogive. The bullet's sticking out a whole bunch. We're efficient. 338 Federal, same thing. It's short, little, little short guy sticking out there. Jay, yeah, we could name this 338J. <laughs> so, and then 86 Kevin right here. 86 Kevin, nice. Looking like that. So, and this is what I'm talking about the rib in the magazine. So, these dents you see in aluminum magazines that are on Magpul, they're on the inside because it's injection molded. That's not to make like it stronger, not just to make it stronger. That also positions right here. So, it'll be on the inside generally right in front of the shoulder on the throat. So if you shorten the case and the bullet's sticking out, it needs to be that diameter. If you make it bigger, the bullets are going to point in. It's not good. Science. So, um, oh, this was the ogive one in the neck. So if you put in like a big, long subsonic oh, bullet, you get, that little gap. you get that big, yeah, it's not the, the diameter of mm -hmm. that throat, and so it's not going to work. That ain't it. Yeah. Nice try. So it seems like most people are using the hybrid 46. Gross. As we guessed. Um, God. Bowers makes a 375 uh, verse. Verse 375. Mm. It's in stock if anybody's interested. The hybrid. So one of those. Uh, it's a 22 can and a 50 cal can or whatever the fuck. I don't eh, know. Not 50. No, not 50. And a 4570. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Approximately 46. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About um, 46. <laughs> 458 SOCOM, I guess, is why they said yeah. 46. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do that kind of stuff. It's no. stupid. Don't don't compromise in that way. And I think maybe for a lot of the masses, the, the market for silencers is getting big enough. They want to do that. I do not want our company doing that sort of stuff. Makes me gross i get why why it's appealing to people but you're gonna just leave your can on your gun just get another can you don't need a 22 can and then also a 4570 can i get why a lot of people are given to compromise but i don't think it's what our company is about and 
I want those 10 or 20% of people who can appreciate the absolute best thing. Yep. And I want us to build that because it doesn't, I'm not inspired to go to work to do something that is average. Yeah. So I don't know. I think we need to do it better, but yeah, there is, I mean, you got to use these bullshit silencers for, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about this power scan, but the, the sure fought or, uh, no silencer blow that can, that, uh, hybrid, that's one of the, I think one of the worst silencers on the market. And I've said it before. I hate the idea of that because the fir- you know the only person who buys that is a novice or a beginner silencer customer. That's one of their first cans, and it's such a bad experience. That silencer is not quiet. It's horrible. Mm. Um, I mean, it's better than nothing, right. but you know, it's I don't even know. Like twenty five percent as good as it could be for any given cartridge. It's like buying a Porsche and getting a Boxster. Like the Boxster's yeah, great. It's mid engine. It's gross. Convertible. Oh, gross. what do you drive? That part. Uh, not a Boxster. <laughs> mid engine. So, Devil's Advocate. You know, sometimes we say buy a trash pan and buy a Thunder Chicken, and sh- you can shoot five five six. Yeah, that's true. Also true. Yeah, but it works well for five five six. Or people are gonna do. It. Yeah, it's large volume and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's yeah. not completely different. But right. we're not saying. You know, 338 Lapua Magnum with 22 long well, rifle. And it's not... We're not marketing it as this hybrid, right. do everything sound. It's not take it apart, put it back together, and now it's a... Like, no, I think if you want to do like... W- w- with me being such an ass a second ago, if you want to do 6.5 Creedmoor and 308 in the same can, it's reasonable. But, um, you know, I guess the point with the 375 is there isn't really... There, there aren't many big... I don't none and i mean i knew of that hybrid ridiculousness yeah. mm-hmm. the other one i didn't even know about but there just aren't silencers for that which to me is a big part of that cartridge you know yeah. or any cartridge where you can load a big heavy subsonic round is i want it to be quiet like why do you want a big heavy subsonic round if it no silencer is loud yeah. as shit yeah i don't to clarify i don't think anyone is against the idea of using a round that fits through your can mm-hmm. but the idea of taking the can apart mm-hmm then reconfiguring it to a different caliber like that is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But but like shooting 5.56 through a 30 cal can, who cares? Whatever. Yeah, even some instances. And even somewhere I wouldn't have thought that. I mean, I think probably Silencer Co.'s best product, their Omega 9K. I have one. Yeah. It's loud on a pistol, a 9mm, and it's loud on 300 Blackout. But it's way better yeah. than nothing. It's quiet enough. Quiet enough mm-hmm. for a lot of situations if you're hunting. Mm-hmm. And it's um, compact and lightweight. Yeah, it is yeah. little for sure. It looks good. It looks very. It good. Looks really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't even think that was reasonable, but I think it is. Hmm. Not in the same ballpark, but we were in the cage the other day. Colin and I were grabbing one of the Odessa to take a comparison Ugh. picture. Hmm. That's uh, gross. Yeah, took a nice comparison picture. Um, but I grabbed one of the. I think it's the SRD 5.56s or whatever. That can is so heavy. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yes. Still. Yeah. Do you have... Where's your phone? We got more questions. I put it yeah. on the... Yeah. I wanted to point. wait. Being a professional. Well, what else we got? Oh, I didn't... S- no, no, no. That was not a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I just didn't want to get yelled at. That's all right. Yeah, don't be a dick, Jay. Uh, recoil impulse. Mm. What's it like? Is it similar to 308 or what? 8.6 again? Yeah. No. 8.6 is good. I, I was... 
I mean, the, the moment of inertia is very small. The recoil impulse is not big. Like a full load, you know, full disclosure, like 338 Federal, if you're shooting inside of 300 yards, is better than 308. And it recoils like it is. Um, the 8.6 recoil, the recoil and sound performance and accuracy, even though I trust Ethan with everything engineering, I did not believe him fully until I started shooting it. Recoil is great, even out of a lightweight bolt gun. Compared to 300 or 308. Yes. Yeah. More or yeah. less. I think it's equal. less. Yeah. I, I mean, we can get the actual scientific data from the no. engineers, but no, for me, practical experience... Yeah. It's less recoil with the supersonic 12 and a half inch than the 308 and a 16 inch with yeah. a full power load. Nice. Um, this one could have multiple answers, but it, the biggest game you would use 864 inside 300 meters. But it doesn't, like, I don't know if when he says inside 300, if he's insinuating that you'd be using subs or. or what, well, I don't think so. Well, I, I'm going to say that he's not since he didn't say subs. Uh, I'm going to shoot Cape Buffalo with it. I mean, I would shoot any animal in the world. Well, elephant's a big animal. Anything shy of an elephant, I would shoot with this at the appropriate distance. Like, with super. With super, yeah. So we're going we're, we're gonna to go probably in August and November back to Africa. And one of those times, I'm going to shoot with a 12-and-a-half-inch. I'm going to shoot a Cape Buffalo with the 338 supersonic. I mean, I shot Neil Guy is an incredibly durable animal, and I shot a big bull, a 600-pound bull, one shot at 225 meters, and I'll shoot the Cape Buffalo at 20 meters. So, um, yeah. So we're going to have video of that. Thomas is probably going to pee his little pants making this video right behind me. The deadliest animal in Africa we're going to shoot at a distance, like probably no longer than this room. The Cape Buffalo? Yeah, they yeah, kill more people they, they, than I, than anything I think. Really. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's, it's well, I, I I don't know, but it's known as the most dangerous. Hippos too. Yeah, vicious. hippo though. Here's the thing: they are, mm -hmm. but hippo eighty five percent of the time you shoot those in the water. Yeah, it's rare that you catch them out of the water. Mm. If you're between them and the water, they fucking kill you. Mm. If they're in the water, they just stay there. Mm. So it depends when you say dangerous. Yeah. But 85, you know, you always catch a Cape Buffalo on the land. <laughs> but Hippo, 85, 85% of the time, they're in the water, so it's not dangerous. They won't come out. We had a Marine, well, I say we, there was a Marine in Africa when I was in Africa at a different post. And he jumped in the water to save somebody who was being attacked by a Hippo. And he got some big award for it. Yeah. That's some balls. I mean, yeah. you see them. I mean, they kill each other. They kill their babies. They'll yeah. bite on crocodile. I mean, yeah. they're vicious. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going in the water with a hippo. No, but, yeah, I would think if you yeah. – that's some big balls. He should have gotten an award to go in the water to help save someone from a hippo. Because yeah. what are you going to do to a hippo? Would you rather go in the water? Well, apparently, he saved a guy. With a hippo or in a pool with a cat? Man, a cat, you can, I mean, it's going to scratch. You just grab it and throw yeah, it. Like, who cares? Yeah. A hippo, you're just, you're fucked. What about a bathtub with a cat? It still just you scratches you. It just sucks. Cat. It's scary, but it's not, it can't really <laughs> hurt you. I mean, maybe it gets lucky and calls an eye. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Uh, I mean, you throw it against, a, if I can pick it up and throw it against a wall and kill it, mm. like, I'm not going to be scared of it. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Um, 
people ask a lot about the cost. They think it's going to be this outrageous cost for this round. But well, yeah, Hornady told us is about the same as six five three. Yeah, so it's going to be about the cost of six five. Yeah. But yeah, I saw a couple people being douches about it, and it's like I can't control the price of powder primers, brass, and cartridges right now because you guys are acting like idiots because of COVID and Biden. But when we have a normal economy, an ammo economy, it's I mean six five Creedmoor. Hornady's not stupid. They've become a great ammo company for a lot of reasons. And a lot because they're smart. They have great technology, a great ammunition. But 6.5 Creedmoor only became popular because Hornady made it very affordable and high quality. Yeah. And they produced it in mass. They, so, they made it so you don't. You shouldn't even have to reload yeah. your own 6.5. No, unless your deal is shooting the tiniest groups you mm-hmm. can. I mean, you know, because you're never going to get like every chamber and all slightly different. You measure chamber, you load your own. You could do better, but yeah, out of the box. Yeah. So, I mean, in 6.5, when we have a normal ammo economy, 6.5 is a dollar ten around. Yeah, it's not. So, it's, it's very reasonable. So, and they told me it would be within 10%. Mm-hmm. It could be the price of Creedmoor, but maybe even just the commodity, commodity price, like we're using a little more stuff with. Eight six, it would be within ten percent. So you figure a dollar, you know, twenty twenty five around, yeah. um, in a normal economy. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's it's not twenty two long rifle. It's not going to be nine millimeters. Not going to be five five six. But but also uh, go buy three hundred Win Mag. Like if you're fine with buying three hundred Win Mag, you're going to be fine buying this. Yeah, I, I mean, this is if you want to shoot subsonic accurately at hundreds of meters. This is your choice. If you want a reasonably lightweight gun, if you want a compact gun that you can hunt with and kill big shit with, like, what's that worth? Yeah, I mean, you're right. Three and a Win Mag, and it's cheap. Like, I just, you know, there's always layers to this. Three and a Win Mag's expensive, but it's cheap because then buy 300 Norma Mag. Right. Or buy 338 Lapua Magnum ammo. Buy 50 caliber (laughs) ammo. Buy an, I just got an African double rifle in 450, 400. And because I don't want a bunch of them, I want one. And I think it's the best for everything I'm going to shoot all around cartridge. And that ammo is 5 to $7 a shot. Yeah. However, if you get 600 nitro, it might be $15 a shot. Right. But if I get 375 Holland and Holland, you know, it's uh, 250 a shot, $3 a shot. Yeah. So, And people like even bringing gun gun broker or whatever, like bringing those wild prices in, it's only that expensive because you're paying for it. You're buying it. And it's only temporary. Like what's 300 blackout right now? I don't think I've ever purchased 300 blackout. <laughs> well, <laughs> the market says, I think Fucking it's like thief. 180. I want to say it's like 180 around right now. It's like pretty, what's it? pretty up there. Well, well for it's cheaper than I thought you were going to say. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, you know, when we developed this and we started selling it through Remington, we had some subsonic ammo that was $10 a box. So 50 cents around. Yeah. So whatever. Um, one that I think we should cover because people seem to think that the difference between the fix and the mini fix is just because it's smaller physically um, or shorter. So someone said, what is the difference then? Well, it's a it's a smaller receiver in different caliber. Like it's a, but my example is, I think you said nine inch barrel will be the shortest length. Is there gonna be a mini? Like I don't know if he's asking. Oh, also a mini. A mini. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, people don't understand. So the 
300 Blackout goes in an AR-15 magazine. The Mini Fix uses an AR-15 magazine. The regular Fix uses an SR-25 or AR-10, so a, a 308 magazine. It's bigger. Like, there you go. 300 Blackout and 8.6. It's fucking bigger. Yeah. So the receiver is just longer. 8.6 is for the regular Fix, the longer receiver. And talking with Ethan as we learn more and develop more with the cartridge, because it's set. We're just developing all the loads and bullets and stuff now. It's still way efficient with an 8 or 9-inch barrel. So at some point, we'll probably do it. It's just like 300 Blackout. We developed it for a 9-inch barrel because that's what SOCOM wanted. But the Honey Badger is a 7-inch barrel now and was as short as a 5-inch barrel like the Rattler. Um, So... You know, there's a window for all this. Like a 16-inch 8.6 is going to be better than a 12-and-a-half-inch 8.6 in a lot of ways. But, you know, it's longer and heavier. It's like everything's a compromise. So, yeah, we'll do shorter barrels, but it ain't going in a mini-fix. It doesn't fit through the mag well. Right. Uh, 5.56 goes in a mini-fix. The fix is 308. Everyone always wants to know. We'll readdress that again next week. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or tonight in the DMs. Yeah. Everyone always asks effective range and effective for what is my question yeah, usually. That, that's, I mean, it's, I don't want, I don't know how to answer it appropriately, but like me answering it the way I would answer you is just an ignorant question. Like you have to tell me what you want to do right. with it. Um, and well, the, that, that's why we say the best way to describe it is it's, it's twice what 300 blackout right. is. And Ethan would probably argue it's three times. But we'll just say until we have more data, it's twice. So, you know, I've shot 300 blackout to 1,000 meters. Right. I wouldn't try to shoot an animal. Right. You can poke holes in paper at 1,000. I mean, the Browning High Power in World War II, you know, some of those had an 800-meter sight. Like, that's I mean, it's stupid, but if you shoot someone in the head at 800 meters with a 9-millimeter, it's going to kill them. But, I mean, kind of stupid to have it on the pistol. Make them think twice about it getting closer (laughs) (laughs) i mean but yeah effective range i mean for me here's what i'm gonna do everything inside of i would say 300 but i'll probably say 400 i'm gonna shoot with eight six with a 12 and a half inch barrel definitely to 300 maybe i use a 16 inch if i want to go to 400 or so and subsonic i'm willing to shoot stuff at two to 300 meters and i don't have a ton of experience with it now so i don't want to like say more, but I know that's correct. Two yeah. to three hundred meters with subsonic, and it's still gonna spinning fast. A big, heavy, pointy bullet is gonna kill stuff. Yeah, it's gonna expand, and it's still gonna expand. That's another advantage. As it slows down linear velocity, it's still spinning fast. The bullets are gonna expand way more reliably than if you're shooting a one in ten twist. So, yeah, I think it's it's twice the range of three hundred blackout, and it's effective. I think that's a common answer for all those that like people are searching for one answer whether it's like what scope should i get for this gun or what like it, there's no one answer it's uh, all what you're doing i mean scope for the 86 like when we shoot that buffalo i'm going to have a red dot on it yeah and, yeah, and, and maybe close. iron sights but a red dot um but for 86 we're going to go out to wyoming we're going to shoot to 1000 yards super and subsonic and we'll probably use the little pole 3 to 18, a horse H59 radical, 
you know, 20 MOA mount, like have to do that. But what I generally use on the 8.6 right now, if I know we're only going to shoot to steel to 200 meters, I use a red dot. If I'm going to hunt and I'm going to shoot to maybe 300 meters, I'm using a one to six or a one to eight. Yeah. Um, those would be what I would use, but you know, I hunt a lot and a lot of times, you know, you think you're going to shoot something at two, 300 meters and you shoot it at 20 meters. So I like being able to go down to one power, but you know, I just, I just got, uh, got from Swarovski a couple of days ago, like a 1.7 to 13.3, which is probably an overall hunting scope, like the best. Right. And I think anything in there, like Night Force has got a 2 to 10 that they've made for 20 years. It's a great optic. Like, there's a lot of great options out there. And I think it's personal preference. Like, there isn't one answer. Like, what are you shooting? How far is it? You know, uh, like, if you just have a dot, you know, I like the circle on the dot, EOTech, because it's very fast. But if I'm trying to shoot accurately at 100 yards, I want the smallest dot there is. The smallest dot's not the fastest. And if I want to really be accurate, I want to be able to magnify it. Yeah, yeah it's just so hard to answer that. Like, I get why people are asking us because we all use it, but not necessarily 8.6, just everything. But It's like when people say butter boobs. Like, I, I don't know, man. They say what? You know, they ask you if you, if you like booty or boobs. Like, oh. I don't. Like I what? Both those. I think said butter. Butter. Yeah. Yeah, I like butter too. Butter, butter and boobs. Butter soap. Butter on boobs. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah the optic thing. There, there's not a correct answer. It's like I tell people a lot of times too. On my honey badger, I have two uppers. Yeah. So I have a dot, and I like the aim point or delta point pro. I love it because it's super compact and lightweight, but it's just a dot. But generally. If we're pig hunting, we might be shooting movers. So, like, we know we're going to get, depending on type of hunting, but if I'm going to shoot stuff that's running, I like the EOTech, the circle with the dot. It's faster, and I think hit probability, at least for me, is better with that. Yeah. But then it's a heavier optic. And if, you know, we're going to be stationary and sneak up on stuff, it's not going to know we're there, then I want magnification where I can zoom in. So I like I like having both. Honey badger, I like having an upper with a dot, and I like having one with a low-power variable. I like the looks of all the aim points a lot, but I just can't use them. Got to run EOTech. I just, yeah. I, I, the thing that bugs me about EOTech is that they don't make something lighter. Yeah. Like for my use, I don't need that big aluminum shield on it. Right. It adds like a couple ounces. Yeah. and You can take that off too, though. You can, but I, I just wish they would make something that is smaller and lighter. Yeah. But gives you that big wide screen. Because field of view, you know, that's a problem too um with hunting you know i encourage people to hunt every time you come off an animal or out of a situation where you maybe you dial up to look at something make it a habit to turning it back down to the lowest possible power because you will you know you lose stuff so easy and it's so hard to find stuff with point of view you know if you're out the range shooting targets doesn't matter you get all the time in the world but hunting or a self-defense situation like in the house here, I would never have the honey badger with a variable power optic on it. I would only have a dot. Like if I know I have to, you know, and I mean, this is, you know, that front hallway in the house is long. I mean, that's like, I don't know, 60, 70 meters. Like still a dot's fine. And I, I, I never want the situation to lose something due to small field of view because of magnification. Yeah. Utech might be the only company not making a pistol sight. Good for them, right? 
maybe. I think so. You say that. You got those young, good eyes, man. I have to use a have dot on pistols now. I can't even use iron sights anymore. Yeah. I can still I mean, use iron sights. like a mini red dot. Yeah. yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. They should. I feel like EOTech's like maybe the like Glock a te- of the... Technology limitation with their holographic. Yeah, maybe. I feel like they're just like the Glock of the I sights. So like Glock made the Glock I mean, and they don't change it. They change sizes. I, I just put a RMR on my Glock and I think I hate it. Really? Yeah. I, I, do, I do not like it as much, but I just can't see mm-hmm. my front sight. I want to put a Delta Point Pro on my 2011, but I don't have any experience with them. So it's just like just at least practice. on a pistol. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, I, it is interesting. But no, I mean, the technology would work because like Delta Point Pro is a projection too. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I will I, say that's Eotech the best is, one. They're owned by a big company though. So it's sure. hard to get shit done there. Yeah. Oh, is EOTech owned by L3? Partner. Well, they yeah. purchased. They were. Know. Maybe they were just sold. I don't know. Because yeah, I know something. you can you can buy like packs and stuff through EOTech, and that's all yeah. L3 stuff. Um, I do like the... I think the Delta Point Pro is probably like the clearest or most crisp. Actually, that's not true. The Acro is the most crisp dot I've ever seen, but mm. the battery sucks. Like, Well, if the battery sucks, and one thing, you know, the Acro, it's all enclosed, so you can't get mud or dirt or something right. on over the projection so that's cool but then you're also looking through a tunnel which i don't like as much i mean everything's a compromise man i mean there's there's no free lunch with any of this all practice yeah Yeah. and just like it just looks like a all dots look like a star to me so the eotech's the easiest for me it's quick stigmatism yeah a little bit me too swarovski does a good job with the dot it's the only one to me that doesn't like burst the first time i think i've looked through I not a good because like I've shot through like the the nice loopholes and stuff that that we've gotten. Some of the voodoo's are really good too, but I looked through your Z8 the other day. Or it might not even have been a Z8. It might have been something else. I think it was. But Is that one and a half to thirteen or whatever. I was was that what you had at the at the shop? Oh, okay, so that's what I looked through and. Even just inside a building, I was like, "Oh, this is what a clear scope looks like," and you don't know until you know. And now you know, I, I don't think Swarovski necessarily is the best thing for everyone, and they're incredibly expensive, yeah. like the new ones, the Z8s. So it's ridiculous. But I have to use an optic on my guns now, and you know, if I'm going halfway around the world, an extra thousand dollars for a scope to me is like, like that's half the price of my plane ticket right um but a lot of the things like in night force and we talked about it before and some of the other companies vortex they do for the military adds a ton of weight and complexity to the scope that i don't give a shit about for my use yeah and you know for me like using the mini fix or the honey badger even the fixed rifle which you talked about in the last podcast in africa the, the the compactness and how lightweight that gun is is so enhances every experience and actually gives me greater opportunity. Um, you know, it's like laziness. Like if I trained a lot more and physically were stronger and more fit, like I would be able to do, you know, I would get an extra 10, 20% out of my hunting. can also do it by taking weight off the guns and always having it with you loaded all the time so you can shoot quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, even the optic, because it's not just one thing. It's like the entire gun, like the weight needs to come out of every part of the gun. The Q products definitely do spoil us. Like even the 416 you had, like I never would have noticed how heavy it was before. Stupid. And now like you hold a honey badger every day and then you grab that. Like, holy shit. It is. It's crazy. 416 is a great gun to me. It's like, 
I love the Night Force 4 to 16 scope. I'm gonna, I'll take it to Wyoming so everyone can try it. Like, it was probably... That's what I have on my fix. It was probably, th- at the time it came out, the brightest. You got the, the best clarity, like everything with it. But it weighs like 10 ounces more than the scope I have on my fix. And yeah. it doesn't, like 10 ounces, will work out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, hold the gun up or carry the gun. Right. And it's like when I talked about putting that Atlas bipod that's 16 ounces on the fix for a couple of days when I was mm-hmm. had it slung and was hiking with that gun. Yeah. Like, I hated it. That's what I need to do is just invest in good glass. Like I've got like a $400 vortex on my fix right now. Every time I post pictures of them, I'm like I'm just waiting for someone to be like, why is that on there? Yeah. And then tell that person to go fuck themselves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but it do, but like it, there's a very legitimate difference between very clear glass and just getting by. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of things like, uh, Vortex, general, what, what, what's their big fancy scope? It's real the Razor, the Razor, you know, yeah, like the tracking, the click, like they do a lot of great things. And if I were only going to drive to my range and get out of my truck and walk over to the bench or go prone and shoot targets, I would put something like that on the fix, you know, because yeah. um, there's lots of advantages to the fix, even if it's heavy. You know, the short bolt throw, the detachable magazine, the AR controls, the trigger's great. You can change caliber, all these things. But I wouldn't care how much the scope weighed if I did that. And actually having the gun be heavier, just like these PRS guys, it's better for recoil and staying on target a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But it's not all I do, and it's not the primary use I have of a firearm. You know, we, get, we go to Wyoming, and I've got, like, some awesome you know guns like the 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 barrett rifle their psr rifle the uh the 2010s the 2010 i've got a surgeon rifle apa thousand yard guns i've got the remington msrs you know they're like 25 pounds with optics but i have 300 norma mag 300 wind mag 338 like great cartridges too but it's like, okay, I even dread carrying it in the airport in the case. It's so fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah. But then it, it'd be great because we'll go out there and we'll just lay down and shoot a bunch and it's cool, but I would still just rather shoot the fix yeah. and do more yeah. with it. Yeah. I have my fix set up like just to go to the range, lay down and shoot at steel. And it's, it's, I'd rather just bring that than even just bringing a, like an MSR from out there into here i'm like this sucks like it's <laughs> yeah when we bring guns and yeah, yeah like it's one of the coolest looking it's one of my favorite looking guns ever and i'm just like man this is way too heavy yeah i mean i love you know i've got some property here and can shoot whatever i want and i've got some belt feds and i love the m2 i love the 1919 but yeah lug it there oh, yeah yeah i gotta just carry the tripod it. for the m2 Ugh. is like 100 pounds yeah, like, it's ridiculous I mean, you know, it's like having the solothurn in the hallway. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I guess somebody could break in and steal it, but you better bring a truck and like six dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, what else? Anything else? Yeah. Speaking of zookeepers, our mystery shirt winner <laughs> is a zookeeper. Is not a zookeeper. <laughs> oh, he's not. Gray. Oh, Gray. Is, that's his name, Gray, yeah, right? Gray Ingram. That made my entire week. What a badass. When... We randomly, and you guys didn't have confidence, but I caught one just like I said I would in the air like a fucking ninja. And we FaceTime him. How great is that? That he's at his kid's t-ball game holding his other little brat and FaceTiming. It it just totally made my day. That was cool. You got hooked up. 
He yeah, did. He did. Got up. Yeah, he was excited, and, and I just loved it. I felt like this is someone, you know, that it probably really makes a difference to. You. I mean, because, so, I mean, I don't know. Most guys his age got a toddler. They got a six-year-old. You know, there's not always, you know, excess $10,000 laying around to throw on guns. He told us he didn't have any Q guns. He had a barrel assembly that he put on one of his, like, AR builds. And, yeah. like, now he's he's got yeah. what he wants. That was a good announcement. I think it was the best one. Good job, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah great. I mean, e- everything. E- even the stupid dump all the little numbers on my head and everything. I mean, the whole thing was great. FaceTiming him, and he answered. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. He's like, yeah, I was on the phone with my homie and told him I had to go. Could be <laughs> you. Know? Like, like, it was yeah. so wonderful. And, um, yeah, just somebody that I, I mean, I think those are most of the DMs that I got, at least on my personal social media, yeah. where the, everyone's like, it's so great that it's, you know, that it wasn't someone like on a yacht in South yeah. Florida. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's cool. You know? And people were surprisingly excited for him. Like on the yeah. YouTube channel, on our on the Q page, like all the comments were like, good for him. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he, he was seemed very excited, was gracious and just the whole idea. I mean, you know, you don't have kids yet. Adam and I do. And he's getting to this point. But. You know, when you're when they're that age, you're doing the things like he's holding the kid like he just got off work. The other one's playing T-ball like yeah. he's just I mean, you're just trying not to let shit go off the rails. That's like yeah. parenthood. And the he first kept 10 his cool. Years. Yeah, like, he, he was did. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, super humble. I mean, he, maybe that's just his personality, but he's yeah. also in public at a baseball. Yeah, game, you know? yeah. that's true. I would have <laughs> lost my I mean, I, I would have lost my shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I won a, a case of Coca-Cola one time. Nice. And uh, maybe a couple things, but never anything like that. If How did I, you win a case of Coca-Cola? Some raffle thing, and they were like great prizes, and then all the way that down to that. Prize. This was like the 80s, yeah. man. Like, whatever. Yeah. It is a great prize. I mean, at the time, I was like you 12 like years old. Like, I was pretty stoked. Like, yeah. to me, it's like, okay, rather than me being able to have one Coke a day, I have 24. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'll do what I want. You know? I, felt, I mean, it was a pretty good feeling. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever really won, but I don't really gamble or anything either. No, I but do. I mean, I don't know. Buy a mystery shirt. I love our shirts. I'd buy one anyway to have a chance to win something like that. Yeah, and shirts are due in any day now, right? What do you think? Monday. So we're on track. To when did we ship tell people we're shipping them? When they get a tracking number. Did Did we say ahead of time? Because people message oh, oh, me a lot, yeah. and I'm like, That's did it not annoying. say when you ordered? Yes, yeah, it's in big red letters. Actually, yeah. A lot of people don't read the website. No, no. Right yeah. now, it's on track to be um, in Q's house by uh, the 24th, which by the time you're seeing this right now, two weeks, before. you'll probably be starting Wearing to it. see them show up in, on people's doorsteps. Yeah. So as soon as they're in-house at Q, we're gonna, it's going to be all hands on deck to get them out to customers. That's awesome. Big old pizza party. That's thousands. Yeah. That's, yeah. We should have people probably going to have to be more in pizza. Mm-hmm. We should have people coming and help Masseuses. us. Masseuses. Like local homies. What if they bought one? No, like the homeless guy that lives outside. Of, <laughs> no. Oh, he got into it with the cops the other day. I heard the whole story. It was great. He did. Tell he did. Win. Uh, so you know, because you know, you know, to me, generally not a fan of the popo. I'm with our our homeless homie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, the the main road that's right there, um, it's like a highway, like out out back. I, I am You're aware. Talking about Route One. Yes, sir. But like this section of Route One is mm-hmm. straight up like a highway. Yeah. And he crosses it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's got yeah. like a concrete median with a fence in between. Like my man's homeless. He lives by no rules by choice. I know. I respect. But it's dangerous. And 
the police, yeah, especially since he's always high as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the police, I guess, stopped him and said, "Don't be doing that anymore." And he was not happy with that. Well, Ethan and I just looked at him one day, and he showed us his junk. So I can't <laughs> imagine what yeah. he said to the. Well, cop. he was like, because the the dude that works in Buzzies, shout out John. Hmm. Um, he John's was like, home. "Oh, he's like whoever. Like he's got no problem when he crosses. They're probably just picking on you." And our homeless pal was. Uh, he was convinced of that and not excited about it. He get jammed up. They arrest him. No, I don't think they arrested him. But he's just mad him. that they even talked to him. We should tell him we're going to bail him out anytime he gets arrested. Oh Jesus! I think we got his back. Oh, yeah, man. Not every time. I don't know. Some <laughs> of the Portsmouth PD, they're fucking assholes. Like, I, I, I let we we can bail the dude out for harassment. Oh, he's the homie. Like I mean, he's, he's not going to go out of his way to harass him. It's no. when they say shit to him. Like, if he wants yeah. to tell him to eat a dick, like, what, pay for him to get it. Like, what? It costs us to bail him out. I don't know. 500 bucks? Let's Maybe. do it. I'll do it. Does. He seems cool. That's dude. true. Yeah, yeah, we're not taking on that felony. Those bills. Yeah. I didn't yeah. been down that road. Um, yeah, yeah. If it's a misdemeanor, we got it. Tell him we got his back. He yeah. spooked me a couple times going to throw, like, cardboard out or something. Yeah, and was, tell him to stop pooping on the he, porch. He's, like, tucked between the dumpster and the wall, like, drinking Natty Daddies or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing here, man? Yeah, I was like, it's at, 8 a.m. What are you doing? Sit at the picnic table, <laughs> asshole, like <laughs> yeah. the rest of us alcoholics. Yeah. I was shooting my bow in the top parking lot last year. On lunch break, and he just came strolling up on his bike and stopped. And I'm like, "Fuck, here we go." Yeah, you're gonna, you're <laughs> gonna finally get totally to, cool. He, yeah, he, he's the guy that I yeah. talked about who verbally dominated me and Ethan. And then you never um, told that story on this. I didn't. No. Oh my god. Okay, so story. I'll tell the story. I I want to I want to preface though. I saw him digging through the um uh the Goodwill dumpster across that the people street. put foods. Yeah, or put clothes in. So so let's hook him up. Mm-hmm. Let's buy him clothes or whatever he wants. Like I, I like. We should him. get him a new bike. His bike's Does all he like need one. Well, we're assuming he doesn't like his bike. That's true. Yeah. Why don't we talk to him and if he wants clothes, let's get his sizes. We'll buy him clothes and uh, we can get him a bike. I'll buy him a bike. So it, here's the story. So uh, he's probably some fucking rich dude. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think because you know he's <laughs> homeless year round here, and you mm. can't be homeless year round in New Hampshire. No, you die. Yeah. So my thinking is that his family lives on that road behind us, and he's uh, just like a crazy drug addict that doesn't give a fuck. And so, him. like, he lives homeless when the weather's good, and he probably lives in the basement when it's bad. And, that, that's and my the guess. Excursion. He has definitely taken naps in the excursion. You think so? Yeah, they like the guys will go to the range and all the seats will be folded down. They're like, "What the fuck?" Because they don't we do not that. Lost the fucking doors? No. no, Jesus, no. Yeah, maybe we should. I don't. I don't know. I never smelled them in there, but no. I'll tell you, somebody stole a cat off that thing. <laughs> yeah, someone yeah. shot the cat. Fuckers. I hate thieves. Like I'm down with our homie. If he steals from yeah, us, yeah. fuck him. But <laughs> as long as he's not, let's take care of him. Yeah. But these, yeah, these like meth heads that are still in catalytic converters. Fuck those guys. I wish that excursion would have fucking crushed them. <laughs> However, I mean, um, yeah, homeless Dan story. I don't yeah, know if I'm supposed to give his name out, but that's his name, Dan. Yeah, God, another Dan. I know. So many Dan's. <laughs> it <laughs> makes my day that his name's Dan. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck with Dan now. Yeah. Okay, so um, this is two, three years ago. Uh, the firearm blog was at the office. Mm-hmm. Pete from the firearm blog, mm-hmm. cool guy, did an interview, a story about something with me and Ethan. And so we stay having some beers. So it's dark when we go out, and it's in the winter. Well, it wasn't winter. It wasn't snow, but it's getting dark early enough. And we go out the front down the stairs. We're standing there. We're all about to leave. We're bullshitting before we go. 
you know, like sorority girl, goodbye, whatever. And um, so we look, you know, in the Buzzies truck stop across the street right there. And we have, uh, at the end of our parking lot, we have a telephone pole with a light on it where the mailboxes are. And uh, I'm facing that way. And I see him start walking towards us. He crosses the street from the truck stop. I'm like, oh, God. And he sees me looking at him. We're talking like, that's like 100 yards. Yeah. Like, it's far. He sees me looking at him. He immediately, in the light, so the light's shining on him, so like spotlight, like a Janet Jackson video. He uh, turns around, pulls his pants down, and bends over and pulls his ass cheeks apart. <laughs> it's called the goat. It yeah, is? Yeah. Well, it was horrible. And so his, you know, jumps he's not, he's not young. and everything. No. Nah. So he... Uh, and then just starts walking towards us, you know, and, and our our buddy Pete, I think it's like an air marshal or something. He's in some sort of for uh, federal law enforcement. And I'm like, uh, Pete, you got a gun? He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> he's wearing like the 1991 Delta Force vest when they're guarding like Schwarzkopf. We should post a picture of that. So everybody's it's like, the fuck do you have in there? Fishing lures? Yeah. Why would you not have a gun? You definitely Dresses like a range safety officer. Yeah, sometimes. you're like you're a federal <laughs> like agent yeah. that's issued a gun. Where the fuck is your gun? He's like, I don't, I don't have my gun cap. I'm sorry. Okay, well, there's three of us. So we can take him. Hope Maybe. he doesn't have like a rusty razor blade or something. <laughs> it's gonna be nasty. And so he's just walking towards us, walking towards us, and uh, doesn't say shit. Walks around us, walks like up the little hill there yeah. on the sidewalk, and uh, so. I like Pete, but I'm going to call him a dumbass right now just for this. So, no problem. Goes by us. We're not in any physical altercation. The police aren't called. No one's cut. No one's bitten. Like, nothing's happened. It's all fucking good. He's beyond us. We're It's all good in the hood. And then Pete's dumbass says, yo, where are you going? <laughs> like, Pete, why the fuck would you say anything? Yeah. Like, he's already showed us his, like, butthole. Yeah. He turns around. He says, Heading north. <laughs> and he just keeps walking. I'm like, all right. That's perfect. Whatever. So um, literally 30 seconds later, he's coming down the sidewalk 60 miles an hour on a mountain bike with a backpack. Down the hill. <laughs> like, down the, yeah. yeah. So he's on that sidewalk. You know, then it's a hill, and right. we're right there at the bottom of the stairs. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's going to fucking die. And it's like, this is just so weird. And... He's probably 30 feet from, you know, it's oh, like yeah. what, like a six foot little bank. Yeah, it's like it's a front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Aiden like skate a, it and yeah. it's fun. Uh, and like 30 feet before he gets to it, he locks up the back brake, slides on the back tire all the way down the hill and ends up stopping right next to us. Feet on the pedals bounce and looks at us and we're like, what the hell? Like he's X Games. <laughs> and he's like, heading south. Yeah. <laughs>